0: Okay, this episode of Wasted Potential Podcast is brought to you by Nostalgia. If you enjoy anything from your childhood, someone will fucking ruin it. Ain't that the
1: truth? Like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is also brought to you by Lightsabers! You got in the force! <laughs>
0: It's a fine line between sarcasm and fanboying. My God, there's so much fucking lightsabers. It's so
1: badass. You see where Ahsoka Tano has two, and she's like, boom, but they're like silver, which means she's not really a Jedi. She's like a great Jedi with like a badass Jedi. Yeah. I'm gonna do that a lot in this one. So.
0: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Welcome to Wasted Potential Podcast. We are back. It is twenty twenty-one. The world has been saved and there has been no issues whatsoever, and we're proud to be Americans still. <laughs> I like how that's where I
1: broke. <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American. I,
0: I am Ronnie the uh... podcasting
1: live on Parlor.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I am Ronnie, the uh, the bitter editor social media angry disappointed father of the podcast with me is shane mm-hmm. um, part-time uh social media list and full-time cat dad and with us is our special guest dan bought ba- i am back by popular demand thank you for having me dan is here to um well dan's kind of the inspiration behind this podcast he's also here to shill out his brand new book what's your new book dan
2: uh, Dan on Dan Action. Uh, it's Dan, it's, it's Dan Rather and I going ahead to tell about arguments about stuff.
1: Is it true you're, you're casting live from the Capitol right
2: now? Yeah. You were, you were not supposed to say that. That was, uh, I said that in confidence right now, so you might have to edit that out, so. It's not supposed to be live. Just yet.
1: It's in the works. It's in the
2: works. Oh, Christ.
1: Dan on okay. Dan Action? <laughs> Is Dan Rather the next person? We've had a couple people on social media that really took it to Peter Billings. We do not condone that sort of behavior.
2: Yeah, I've heard some things about your uh, social media by chance. so Interesting. Uh,
0: I'm just going to skate past this conversation and move on. (laughs) Against my desires, um, I guess a little context before we dive into this one, but we're going to be talking about... The Mandalorian Season 2 that I have no interest in talking about. Um, Shane discussed it briefly in our 2020 recap, and I thought that would be the only time I would talk about The Mandalorian. But dear Dan texted me and said I should watch it, and Shane already watched it, so I decided, what am I going to do with my life? I have nothing important to do. I don't think read or learn. So I binge-watched The Mandalorian Season 2, and here we are. Could have joined (laughs) QAnon.
2: I think this is a good three different people coming uh, together with three different like perspectives. I think on Star Wars as a whole, but also Mandalorian. I think it's gonna be good.
0: I'm setting a rule for myself: is we're gonna talk about Star Wars and complain about Star Wars for ten minutes. I'm we'll putting a timer, and if we go on ten minutes, then we're gonna have to drink. Because I don't know, Shane and I, in our next podcast, we'll talk about Star Wars, and I hope to God it's the last time we ever talk about Star Wars in a podcast. <laughs> 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 but before we dive into this and get into spoilers and because i'm sure you've already seen it if you're there but regardless uh what's your guys's initial reactions to season two of the mandalorian not as good as season one
2: is that right
0: okay, okay. um also fucking
1: awesome jesus christ <laughs> i just i could you believe it the lone x-wing i just knew it <laughs> And, like, the symmetry between Father and Son, I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. And Boba Fett, he wasn't digested by the lack. Instead, he rose like Jesus and Lazarus.
0: It's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that because I have a couple titles I titled this season. I called it The Mandalorian Season 2, Double Cross the Series, or The Mandalorian is Jesus. Whichever one you like. Oh, I was going to do No One Ever Dies. <laughs> you Only Live Twice. <laughs> what about you dan what's your initial reaction before we get to spoilers that shane already ruined but whatever yeah
2: thanks a lot shane i'm still on episode three of the season <laughs> Jesus Christ! but um you know i didn't love it i thoroughly enjoyed it i know i'm i'm right there at the cusp of i lo- loved it but I, I i needed i think the ending kind of ruined it for me for loving it you know, I was hoping for, I guess we're getting into spoilers because Shane ruined it, but I was hoping for a season three, The Mandalorian was like the same plot. But I think the way it ended it, it was kind of like, ah, eh, okay, fine. But one of my biggest pet peeves though, was that I feel like the season was, the episodes were a lot shorter than the first season. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think one episode I didn't like for sure it was the one episode where they, where he goes into in the middle of the sea, and they double crossed them. The episode felt like it was ten minutes long. I'm like, that was kind of useless to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get. We're gonna we're gonna break this down episode by episode. But yeah, this is definitely a very short. I binge watched the first six episodes. I think in like one day, which doesn't say a lot of good things about me as a human being. But uh, it was felt really quick. the
1: The issue with season two is at least season one felt like it was gonna be a. It was gonna be a story about a character in the Star Wars universe, not a Star Wars show. You know, like they were just using the already created universe of Star Wars and they're going to tell a different story. And then season two reminded us that Disney owns this and everything has to tie together and create a franchise instead of just telling a good story.
2: Yeah. It's, its own independent story. I and mean, then they had to tell you. Yeah. In and the- then it's going
1: back to flush already pre-gestion. Whatever his fucking name is, to be Mister Mandalore, and that's gonna lead the armies against the Republic in the, in the
2: new order. You went from nerd to hint of Italian to I don't know what the last part was. It's a little bit of Boston nerd.
0: <laughs> I have a medical condition. When people talk about Star Wars, my eyes just go back in my head and just stop. Listening. It's gotten out of control. Like. At least Trekkies are smart. <laughs> not anymore, they're not.
1: Oh, that's true. The Trekkies got Star wars Mm-hmm.
0: Well, not that anyone cares, in my opinion, but um, I like the first few episodes of the season, and then I think it slowly, then very rapidly declined. I was waiting
1: for the Emperor to be like, get me that
0: Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else to say before we dive too much into the specifics and spoilers? I want
1: that armor! <laughs> <laughs> It'll look good with my complexion and
2: hips. I wanted more Ernest Ur- Bergnoi Ur- Ur- in Season 2. Ur-noi. I wanted him for Season 2. I wanted him to narrate the whole thing.
1: I wish they could have had, like, small droids that built con- devastation devices out of just common hearts gardening tools and attack the Mandalorian with them.
0: Hold on. We're you were escaping past this, Shane. Did you say Ernest Boyni Dan? Ernest Yeah. That's uh that's um Warner Erzog. Oh it is uh-huh. you know that. It's what, I was referring yeah. to it's just so weird that you picked those people <laughs> it's weird. They're totally different. One's dead and one's like a German.
1: Yeah, he stopped making documentaries about men being eaten by bears in order to do this role.
0: But but I do agree with you, Dan. This season needs three thousand percent more Warner, uh, Warner or Zuck, or whatever the fuck his name is. Let's transition to this yeah. episode. One is called the Marshall, or I call it Tremors in Space. I didn't remember this. Okay, well then I will really briefly uh, go over this, I
2: suppose. <laughs>
1: Is this is this where he meets the little guy that builds things and rides the Womp rats oh or whatever God. the I hate
0: hell? i so much. Dan, can can you briefly recap uh, the Marshall the first episode of the season?
2: Yeah, he goes to that. What, what planet is it? Is it Tatooine Part Two?
0: Yeah, it's always Tatooine.
2: He goes Tatooine Part Two. Uh, he goes to that small village and he and he goes to the bar and he's looking for the marshal and it turns out it's another individual that's wearing the Mandalorian armor and then they find that the big ass Tremor is haunting the the town and in order to get the Mandalorian armor he has to kill the Tremor and then they befriend the sand people and they all become one together and then they defeat the large Tremor and then Kevin Bacon comes out of nowhere and kills the Tremor
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was the perfect explanation <laughs> and synopsis there, but yes.
1: Oh, this is the one with Timothy Oliphant. Yes,
0: and then really quickly, so nerds don't get mad, he, it's not just the Mandalorian armor he has, it's Boba Fett's armor, because as soon as I saw that, I was just uh, like, yeah. and we're going to get Boba Fett. I knew it automatically. Uh, <laughs> that was awful. Is the crate Dragon, by the way.
1: And little known fact, crate Pearls are actually used to... Enhance lightsabers.
0: So, what I was kind of thinking to myself while this was happening was, like, uh, in this this episode, which is my favorite episode of the season, is um, I like that uh, the moments the Empire falls, everyone's celebrating, and then immediately all, like, the bad guys in the area come in and try to take over, as if, like, the Empire actually falling would really matter to a tiny town in Tatooine in the middle of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that the Empire probably never visited. Mm -hmm. I just like when they're talking to the sand people, and instead of, like, sign language, he just goes, I was like, really? You can understand? And then work on that language?
2: The main lory knows every single goddamn language in the whole galaxy. How is that possible? He's Mr. Mando.
0: If your entire life is to hunt people and to interact with random aliens, I will allow it. Wouldn't they just have a translator
1: he could like hand to them, like if that far in the future? Something in his
2: suit that translates everything. That would be a lot more right. Like, yeah, be logical. Uh, you know what? I'm not John Favreau. It's cool.
0: Well, C-3PO is fluent in um, a million, couple million languages. I know. Shut up, nerds. But um, millions of languages. So why not? Maybe he has a universal translator. It doesn't really address that. It is fun, though.
1: Like, don't they, like, they they blow up the dragon, they work together as a team.
0: No, this is 100% my favorite episode of the season. It's literally a western. Like, everyone talked about season one was, oh, it's a western for Star Wars. This is literally a western. They just throw Mando to a small town. He literally meets a marshal, and they have, they go, hey, you make a deal, you do this for the town, we'll save it. It's a, literally a western. It was the most fun That episode. was the cute
1: thing for The Mandalorian for, like, three episodes. And then I got sick of it, where it's like, well, you can't, you need to go to this planet because they have what you need next. And then they go there and you're like, well, I got what you need, but I'm not going to give it to you unless you
0: do this side plot. Never mind. That's why I called it Double Cross the Series is basically all uh, it is. But once, it, what, what do you want from this, Shane? <laughs> I feel like the best episodes are the ones that have nothing to do with Baby Yoda, or Grogu has nothing to do with Star Wars, has nothing to do with the Empire. I like these episodes more preferably.
1: Oh, yeah. Once Grogu starts to feel himself, you're like, I'm done with this shit.
2: So the reason why I did fall in love with the show is it different. It's a simple plot, and every, every single episode had its own little story. But the, the issue is, like I see what you're saying, though, Shane. is like, You get, do get, get kind of tired of it because it's the same stuff all, all, all over and again, but that's how well, that's the reason why I fell in love with it, because it did that every single time. But you can't do that for two yeah. seasons. I guess that makes sense.
1: I'm going to complain a lot, but I actually low-key loved The Mandalorian, itself. So I'm just going to complain.
0: I'm going to complain a lot because I didn't love it, but um, what I'm going to say, last thing about this episode before we move on, because I think you're already done with it, is I like that the armor represents uh, something different to different people. Like for, uh, for, for The Mandalorian, it's like, A religious thing for uh, Timothy Oliphant is just like this protects me, so I can do my job. Everyone else sees it at different values. So that was a really cool touch that they that Favreau wrote into there about like, okay, the the armor for nerds is something cool, but for the characters in the world, it's something more practical. I have an issue with the armor
1: because it's like the Force; it just does whatever the plot needs, and then it's like, okay, then how did the Mandalorians ever freaking die? If you literally can't kill them. Like, he can't be killed. Everyone shoots him and it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, well then how, why are they gone?
0: Throughout, well, before we get to the ending, but for two times in this, season one and season two, there's all hope is lost. So he can die, he's going to pull his helmet off and shoot him in the head.
1: Well, if every Mandalorian was even a little bit like him, I feel like they would be impossible. Because (laughs) they're undefeatable, apparently.
0: Unless you blow up their planet, I think it's the whole thing with the Mandalore. So
1: is is that what or, they did?
0: They just from orbit, just freaking duke nuked him. I guess you'd never seen the movie called Star Wars and Alderon.
1: They didn't they didn't Death Star or the Mandalore. That's ridiculous. Point of order. Point of order.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go to episode two, it's called The Passenger, and this is the one where um, Mando decides it makes a deal to take that frog thing <laughs> over with its eggs, and it decides to take it to a place. And then they crash land on some—I think it's an ice planet, right? And they meet Shelob or a xenomorph things.
1: And then the space
0: police chase him. <laughs> yeah, the rebels.
1: Like, just two rando dudes like pull over.
0: Yeah, the like, apparently the uh, the the. The Galactic Republic are a bunch of assholes and kind of like uh, kind of like and they pull everyone over for anything and kind of like want to like search them using some kind of weird Arizona laws because they look a little yeah. sketchy. And then two fat pilots
2: are like, "You didn't pull over." But Ron, it turns out though they're good, they're nice in the end. Remember, they're they're nice when they
0: need to be. I, I feel like it's one of those Star Wars things where, like you said, already, Shane, things happen because they have to happen.
1: So I'm gonna say something that's gonna make you laugh, Danny. I thought the Lone X-Wing that came in the end was going to be that guy. <laughs> just, wandering, just wandering in. He's like, I got you now, Mando. You didn't escape me. <laughs> you didn't pay your parking tickets. <laughs> I was like, what the, what the hell is that guy going to do against all those fucking droids?
0: <laughs> be funny it, the guy says, like... Uh... Imperial cruiser is uh his tags are out of date and he's trying to pull him over.
1: <laughs> Pulls him over? Uh, yeah, but no, this episode's okay. Did you guys get a little Jar Jar vibes from the frog lady?
0: It's a uh, it's pretty goofy.
1: It was it, it was played a little heavy and like it was a little weird. Like I thought it was funny. I just I like the outside of the show. How people freak the fuck out that Grogu was eating her eggs. <laughs> I love that he was eating your eggs, because it's so dark and funny. It felt like something you'd see in, like, a dark crystal or something. Where it's, like, it's funny, but you're like, oh, Jesus, low-key, that's terrible.
0: Yeah, it's, it's only genocide.
1: I know, it's the last of the race, and he's just popping the eggs in and eating them for snacks. I like that. I liked it. And I like that people got mad and went to cancel it. That made me like it more. Now I'm double-down <laughs> on it.
0: The, the last thing I can say about this episode... Is that um those like the spider things have like zero self preservation, they just keep ramming into like <laughs> into like bullets and killing themselves and which comes later into play again with another thing that has zero self preservation, but I just love how they're just constantly like, yeah, shoot us, we don't care.
1: The ice spiders. Did you get lost in space vibes watching that?
0: I didn't until you mentioned it.
1: Yeah. I was waiting for Matt LeBlanc to be like, Oh, party time.
0: Eight legged freaks. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I guess I'll mention arachnophobia because...
1: Ah, yeah. Not a bad episode, though. The weird Republic pilots were kind of stupid. Yeah, but and
2: I when, at the end, I didn't think they would come back and do that. I thought that was kind of lame in the end. I'm like, yeah, they
1: found the random hole he fell through and whatever, dudes. No, it's
0: uh, it's even worse than that is they, they ran his plates through some kind of, like, Republic uh, police scanner thing. And then they said, you save someone's life once therefore we decided to not kill you i know your ship was registered to a prison break but
1: you helped out a buddy of mine so i'll look the other way <laughs> that sounds just, actually just like a cop
2: just get those tags uh, in order and get those windows tinted off and you're fine next time.
0: <laughs> okay uh, number three is the heiress this is the it starts off with the mon calamari planet And I called it Pirates of the Caribbean 6 in space! I I call it Waterworld.
2: Yeah, is this the one I was talking about earlier?
0: Yes.
1: Where they they go onto the ship because he wants to meet Mandalorians but he's betrayed and given to the sea monster that lives in the ship. Sarlacc Underwater. Underwater Sarlacc because they want the armor and then Mandalorians show up and save him, but she's not, like, a nice Mandalorian. She's, like, kind of a mean Mandalorian. Kind of dicky. was the other
2: one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I really don't like this episode, and I'm gonna list off gonna list off a bunch of reasons, and the first one is, I'm so tired of the Mandalorians taking off their masks. It's so annoying. Also,
1: um, her acknowledgement of clones means that the Clone Wars is real. And we have to, like, Keep that cannon," she goes. "Oh my god, I don't even see your clone face," and I'm like,
0: "Oh no, oh." That's not this episode. That's episode six. We'll get there later.
1: Okay. Well, I'll I'll
0: I'll save my diatribe. But uh, in this one, um, they it's really weird that the they kill anyone for any reason. Like the Mandal, these uh, these three. Really quickly, so Mando goes to this, drops off the frog lady so that she can get a banged by her husband and save their race.
2: So he can and fertilize
1: then the eggs.
0: Bang her husband, and Wait, then they're
1: already fertilized. It's just so they can hatch and they can tickle them. No,
2: uh, their race. You have to put the eggs back back into the guy through one of the holes. That's how you're supposed to do it.
1: It's like a
0: like a seahorse kind of
2: thing. Yeah, basically. kind of thing. Yeah did
0: some research on it so and uh (laughs) and so then there's a mando mando meets three mandalorians but they're not mandalorians because they call him a weird religious cultist and they want to use him to like two type of mandalorians there's true mandalorians
1: and then there's the zealot ones that aren't mandalorians they are recruited into like the church of mandalorians
0: Okay, so I hate this because it complicates a stupid concept and makes it even more dumb. They should have all just kept their fucking helmets on. Yeah, it just it, it adds more like xenophobia. It's more fun. I love xenophobia in my Star Wars. She's
1: like, oh, you're Catholic Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it. <laughs> That's why he's traveling with the kid. There we go. <laughs> There's our quota. <laughs> My fiance is downstairs, just truly appalled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, that makes sense why Mandalore fell apart. Was King Henry VIII of Mandalore decided to, <laughs> to leave Mandalore and start his own religion called the secret <laughs> sect of oh, sorry, the sorry the Church of England of Mandalore? <laughs> so he could divorce his Mandalorian wife and, and marry a, a frog woman who would uh, <laughs> have his, a gungan. <laughs> 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 um. The one thing else I have to say here is I love how all Star Wars hallways are made to have shootouts with beams as cover. Like, ever since the uh, New Hope, it's just how everything is. Every ship has little beams to kite them so they can shoot around corners and have battles in them. I I would love to
1: hear a director of, like, any of the Star Wars listen to this and just be like, Fuck you. You know how much I have to work with? There's fucking <laughs> nothing, guys. Alright? There's just nothing. I have to just recycle everything.
0: Oh yeah, poor Ryan Johnson gives complete like carte blanche to take control of Star Wars, and what does he do? The same thing. I'm like, okay, poor him. Thanks,
1: Ryan. Hi. Riot, I just—you were given carte blanche to do whatever you wanted with Star Wars, and you said, you know what, I'm gonna do something the fans don't expect. I like that.
0: And then you did this, and I never. Th- Sorry, boys. Drink. Shane's mentioning complaining Star Wars stuff. Our ten minutes are up. Damn it. Oh, no, two more things. Sorry, really quickly. Uh, the Empire is worthless, and there's no tension. This is where it starts. This entire season is tensionless because the Empire is beyond useless.
1: They're like...
0: Basically, Mando, there's no tension because Mando and these Mandalorians kill everyone, and they say, this is impossible. And then 30 seconds later, they're at the front of their ship, take it over, and there's no to worry about, and then they mentioned the dark saber and the double crosses. and I'm just like, so is the beginning of the end of my interest in this show.
1: It's true, you never really see the Empire actually do anything scary, you know. You're like, oh, the Empire, they're still out there, they could be bad, and then he just kicks the crap out of every single one of them, except the one time they take over a ship, and the dude's like, I'll kill us all, and he just died. <laughs> like, I respect that. He's like, you know what to do, and he's like, Roger that. And we will die.
0: (laughs) Dan, anything else to mention in this episode?
1: This is the suicide one, right? Or is that the next episode? This is the one where he tries to crash the ship instead of letting him take it, right? It's going going
2: down towards the water. I'm like, oh no, it's going to hit the water. Oh no, it's probably going to float in the water.
1: though. I respected that. He's like, oh right, pirates have taken the ship and you die, you die, and I'll kill us all.
2: It's the
0: most British thing ever.
2: (laughs) No, i just... Again, I'm with you. This is my least favorite episode. The shortest one for sure. It doesn't. It just. It's a lame setup for the ending of the empire, and I just. I just didn't care the entire time. I was. There's no tension. If you look back on season one, every single episode there's tension because Mandalorian's by himself and he's. He's building the characters always by himself and all this. Part.
0: And he's almost always outnumbered, and he, like, acknowledges it's difficult, but he outsmarts it, whatever. I'm going to get into this later, because I'm really upset. But last thing to mention is, this episode was directed by Dallas Bryce Howard. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, it's a daughter. She was a lady of the water. Okay, episode four is called The Siege, and this is the one where we get Kara Dune, who is Robin Hood, the sheriff and then you have Carl Weathers <laughs> is grief Karga and basically they're back at the planet which i didn't write down cuz i don't care and they have to stop a some kind of facility i think it's like a, it creates it's, some, it's got magma on it some kind of like oh it's a clone facility right yeah something it's like a that secret clone facility
2: yeah
1: i was waiting for the emperor's clones to be in there thank god they <laughs> were
2: no i was waiting Ouch. for i was waiting for Darth Vader or something
0: yeah. I don't think they're gonna go that far. That'd make more sense.
1: Do you all hate Kara Doom but you can't quite put your finger on it?
0: I don't hate her, but I find it adorable that she has a rebel teardrop tattoo on her face.
1: It's like I d I don't just I don't know how I feel about the character.
0: She's kinda of bland. Like That's how I feel about every character is bland though.
1: I just hate where people are like Oh, so you're a badass, but there's no like, they just tell us you're a badass. I guess she does a ba- bit.
2: I don't know. She does. She does do some things that make her a badass more in season one.
0: I like Carl Weathers. Shane Shane's just sexist. This is it's a simple. Example. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I guess I'll go storm the Capitol. <laughs> okay. Um. There's one thing. That made me laugh a lot was um, they show a bunch of kids are in a classroom, they're being taught by, I think it's a, um, a protocol droid, and I want them to teach them about Order 66 in the what? classroom and say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Order 66 was executed where children were killed by Anakin Skywalker, not yet Darth Vader. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, what I really wanted is just like on the chalkboard or whatever, just say it, like a Say it right there at the, the chalkboard.
0: How do they address history class? Like, in that... I don't know. There's, it's, it's probably convoluted nonsense. It's like, literally, history repeats itself, everybody.
1: So, we're living in a universe, and the Republic, who were terrorists, but now are our leaders, but not really leaders of everyone, they're just kind of leaders of some, um, freed us, even though we didn't ask for it, from a galactic empire that had a doomsday device... They destroyed an entire planet or two. Um, Stop, my eyes can't roll enough. Is this in the same timeline as Rise of Skywalker? Because they may have destroyed other pla- all the core planets, too.
0: So really quick, uh, before <laughs> we go too far back, is Dan, you mentioned Metachlorians, and did you guys pick up on this? When the uh, when they're inside the base, the guy says uh, Grogu has the highest M count. They don't use the word, but they say M count, and I was like, the I M gotcha! Word.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Ooh, you said it! <laughs> Ooh!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then this becomes a Death Star escape scene, and once again the Empire has zero self-preservation because they chase them in these tanks, and they just keep going after these guys. When Crowriller has like a turret, and it's just blowing them out of the sky, and it has no tension.
2: At the, at the end, they're in the valley, right? Yeah.
1: I enjoy this in all the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to say to that
0: <laughs> um this episode, I'm sure people like it a lot. It's got a lot of action and it brings back the Car and Cre- uh, grief cargo, which is Carl Weathers, and then that blue guy played by Horatio Sands, whose name I don't care about. so I'm sure people like this episode i
2: that's in right, it too um
0: is the next one with Bill Burr? No, not there yet no, all right. So, anything else, Dan, for this episode? This is the, the season we're really, we're really not really talking about. These
2: episodes.
1: <laughs> what do you want from us? Okay, it's a, it's an oh, it's a pretty good show, in a, in a really shit universe now.
2: No, this one they mentioned they bring it, they bring back the doc, right? They find the files, right?
0: Yeah, yeah that's, that's
1: right.
0: They still didn't tell me what they want to do with Grogu. They want to make um jedis of their own yeah they wanted to take
2: the dna out of them and, and uh, clone them
0: really they said that i thought they wanted to use it to like rejuvenate the emperor is even stupider and i don't think that's what they were going for i think it was more of just like they want to create soldiers because danny what's the guy from uh what's the guy from uh breaking bad his name is gus
2: Gus Fring. yeah
0: yeah, so because uh, Breaking Bad guy uh, Gus wants to use, uh, he, he makes those death troopers, so I'm guessing he wants to just have the perfect soldier. That's make, that's, that's what I'm guessing they want to use.
1: I like him as an actor.
2: Yeah, I, I like him as an actor. just My issue with him is that I can never not see Gus frame, ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think his name is Juan Carlo Esponito, I think is his name. Yeah, he was
1: in a movie recently, I feel like, that I liked.
0: I don't know. Oh, he was in Jon Favreau's The uh, Jungle Book.
1: Of course, that one. No. He, played, um, he
0: The Dark Troopers. Ugh. No, we're not there yet. We're on episode five called The Jedi. And we get introduced to everyone's favorite character, I guess, is Asaka Tano. This is where it pisses me off, is now I gotta watch some fucking animated
1: series, because... I don't know who the hell that lady is. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my god. And I was like, who is she? Who's Tentacle Lady? Other than, um, what's her face? Uh, Rosario Dawson? Yeah. Yeah. I like her as an actress. Don't know who the hell
0: Sokotano is. Yeah, I like...
2: didn't know this was like a, a big character in the, I guess, the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah, she's... Okay, so I have seen literally one episode of The Clone Wars and it was with Yoda. So she wasn't even in it. So Asaka Tano is apparently the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker before he goes Darth Vader. Oh, Christ. And that's, and that's literally all I know. So then, so, so, so then she's very melancholic and I'm guessing it's because...
1: He was never a Jedi Knight.
0: As I was trying to say... <laughs> As uh, Sakatana was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker before he goes bad, so then she's very melancholic because her master obviously becomes, you know, Hitler.
1: But wasn't Revenge of the Sith about he he was still a Padawan under Obi-Wan? How did he have a fucking...
0: But basically, the, the Clone Wars are just to justify the prequels. It's why they're there, and I have not seen them. I don't care about talking about them, but that's it. There's entire adventures that they went on. And Waste's Potential Podcast stands by that we don't give two flying fucks about the lore of Star Wars beyond the movies. No.
1: I thought it was going to be Qui-Gon. I was excited to see Liam Neeson again. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost I Pride. thought he was going to be there like, oh, you thought you could kill me. Or Alec Guinness.
0: All right. <laughs> 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 He's just like, I've come for your head. Uh, Dan, do you mind just going over the synopsis to the episode of The Jedi if you remember?
2: Yeah. Um, I guess... We get introduced to her, of course, but then she's battling against, what's-her-face that's got a sword, and she's inside that stronghold with a small village and holding them as hostages. Every fucking time. And then Mando and Child come in, and Mando goes up to the stronghold, and the lady, or I guess the leader, I don't even know what's her name, do you know? She. They call her. Evil ladies. I'm gonna call her Maleficent. Maleficent has to make a deal with Mando. They kill the Jedi. That then I'll remember. Uh, I'll give you the uh, what's the her sword is made out of his suit.
1: The spear of justice. Spear
2: of justice. Um. <laughs> not <an> adamantium. <laughs> Adam- <laughs> adamantium. Yeah, we're gonna call he's it adamantium spear. now. All right. So yeah, and then and then Mando goes looking for the Jedi that we all think that he's gonna kill. But then uh, turns out uh, he needs the Jedi's help to train Baby Yoda Groku. And we find out his name is Groku. Is that Groku? Yeah, Grogu.
1: I wish you should just said you can't pronounce his name so that we can just continue to call him Baby Yoda.
2: You're, you're, you're not foreign enough to say his name right. And so but then, <laughs> we, then we reveal Baby Yoda is Mondo, uh, makes a deal that... Uh, Turns out the
1: Jedi
0: <laughs> goes against in the
2: end. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you 100% give a synopsis for every episode. This is perfect. What do you
2: that they could be using the, the uh, Jedi t- uh, in the end will go against it, but then uh, Mando, Mando and the girl. Jedi, make a deal if we kill Maleficent, and then I'll help you train Yoda or tell you where he can send Baby Yoda to help him get trained. And so they end up defeating Maleficent, they save the village, and then um, the b- says, I can't train him, even though I said I could. And then... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you gotta you gotta go to Blue
2: Beam. For the 15th time in this whole series, she says, go to this planet, and then you can figure out where he can be trained. And then... That's where we get left off in
0: the episode. Uh, that was a 25-minute synopsis of a 15-minute episode. <laughs> it was more entertaining, though. Huh? Um, what what it was, was it, the
1: lady? Was it arms dealer that she's trying to say?
0: She's a governess.
1: I thought she said she made ships for the Empire, sounds like. So she's like Mercedes or
0: Volkswagen? Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, she's like a Santa Claus in the Fat Man, which is making arms, uh, arms for, uh, the right. Galactic Empire. She's like,
1: I swear, I just made severe courses. no big <laughs> deal. <I> made <laughs> race cars. Yeah, she's being evil to this village for no apparent reason.
0: Her family, her family was killed in the war, so then she decided to use her intelligence to make weapons for a war, and then she used it to be evil, and then decided to take over a small, tiny little area in the middle of the galaxy to be in charge of 12 people? I don't know for sure. That she puts in cages?
2: Yes. and you know, I, I have a very important question. Basically. Were her henchmen, like, related to sand people? Or were they, like, swamp people? Because they looked look be exactly the same.
1: There's not that much difference in costume design.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that is uh, Star Wars is limited in its creativity, so they're just wearing the same, like, boring robes. I... I wrote down somewhere, oh, so I wrote this down in the Marshall episode that all the people are wearing random clothing. I felt like it was just like they went through a junk pile of Star Wars and used random costumes and species and sayings. It's just like an amalgamation of a bunch of random stuff.
1: This brings in a trope that pisses me off to no end. You can't, listen, listen, you can't build up Jedi It's like these insane knight figures that aren't something to be trifled with, that can destroy platoons of people, you know, using the Force, and then have a duel between a CEO and a Jedi Knight, and she gives her all that she can, and we're supposed to feel tense. If she beat her, that's BS. Like, Jeff Bezos couldn't beat up a Special Forces soldier that showed up to his house to kick his ass. Just because he's rich doesn't mean he's a tough fighter. Like, you know... This is just... Elon Musk isn't like, I can take on anyone. (laughs) Like, they're powerful because of their money and status, not because they could physically go hand-to-hand with someone that has trained their entire life with magic.
0: So I want to defend this episode because I actually enjoyed this episode. I think the argumentation would be Asaka Tano could kill her doing anything, but she doesn't want to kill her because Jedis are basically monks, but then this chick wants to battle her... So she battles her, defeats her pretty quickly. I think it's a good sword fight. It's not excessive and obnoxious. So you're right. Why would she fight her? Well, because she's arrogant and has money and thinks she can defeat anybody.
2: I did like the back and forth between the standoff outside and then like the the noises as they were hearing inside. And then as like Maleficent died, uh, the guy's like, I guess you won. And I'm like, no shit. And then... I kind of like that back and forth, and I did feel a little bit of a tense, uh, tense when, uh, they in, when they were going, when they are actually inside the village, and Mando was trying to go around and hide and kill them. I did like that little scene.
0: No, yeah, something we had to mention is the action is pretty excellently executed, and I, I think I just binged it in the day, and I got kind of tired by the end, but I think the action's well executed, and they're... This is better tension than other episodes, because I think they had robots, and that's why there's a little more because Stormtroopers are still worthless to me.
1: Yeah. I just can't wait to bitch about this entire thing and then get to the end and be like, oh, I really enjoyed
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the lore of the Force and the Jedi. I think this episode intentionally reminded me a lot of Empire, where uh, Sakatano was kind of talking about the Force and telling uh, Mando about it, and some references, like the Yoda references, are kind of obnoxious, but I like it because she mentions that she senses Grogu's fear, and I like that he's he's afraid because you know he's literally watched people get killed in a temple and was taken away. So I kind of like that the idea that Grogu can't use all of his powers. It's a little you know ex machina kind of convenient when he can. But I actually like this episode. There's a lot of talking, so it's a little slower, and then the end has I think enough action to keep it going.
2: Yeah, I I like the idea that. He is scared to use them, as opposed to like, oh, he must learn more. And then there wasn't like a like a a training montage of him throwing picking up rocks and throwing them. You're the best.
1: Around.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but really, his
1: midichlorians are insane. M count is increasing by the hour. I will say, I say that a lot. I should drink every time I say that. Um, That'd be a good one. Force ghosts. They didn't use them. I really thought force ghosts were going to show up at some point. They didn't Thank you, everybody. I was waiting for them to have hate
0: Hayden Christensen.
1: Grogu, you're not ready! I hate you!
0: Yeah, the uh, the Jedi lore is, very, is only one episode. I know that later we'll get to the big Jedi spoiler, but the actual lore behind it and the nonsense, it's all nonsensical, is only one episode. It's only for like about ten minutes, so I liked it. Really quickly, though, Dan, you mentioned rocks. And I'm going to drink because I'm going the Last the last Jedi, they say the Force is about moving rocks. And literally, once again, Sokotano passes a rock to Grogu. Why the fuck is with these goddamn
2: rocks in the Jedi?
0: It's like the room with Tommy Wiseau throwing a football. They all just play catch with each other. Or it's a
2: position of spoons on
0: the walls. Okay, last thing before we move on. Shane, this is a testament to you if you know this. Did you recognize who the governess's number one man, right-hand man was. Did you recognize who that was? was it Michael Bean from Aliens. No.
2: Yeah, it was... Ernest oh. <laughs> And Ernest Bergnoi.
1: Er- <laughs> oh my god, was it really Michael Bean?
2: It was
0: Michael Bean. He's back. Michael Bean isn't in a lot of things, but I love that John Favreau pulled him out of, you know, the, the dust of the Aliens lore and brought him in. There's awesome.
1: Hey, that's happy. That's, that's a good thing. Tannin doesn't care. Jon Favreau's making everybody's career again.
0: <laughs> episode six is called The Tragedy. This is where... I, I'm guessing you guys don't remember this one. This is no. an re- episode where um, uh Sakatano tells Mando where to go to the Jedi ruins, and then apparently the blue light from, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe is talking to Grogu, and we get introduced to none other than Boba Fett. Oh my fucking god. When I saw Slave One
1: fly in, I was like, oh Jesus Christ. And then it landed, and I was like, maybe it's just a ship that everyone owns, you know? It's not like it's just a common ship. And then he's like, Oh Boba Fett. And I was like, oh no. That's my armor. And then like, instead of like him, he's like, oh don't worry, I'm Mandalorian. And he pulls up like a list. And he's like, oh yeah, of course. And it's like, oh, just wrote that out. Just oh yep, 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 yep. No worries. He's a Mandalorian. He's good.
0: So Boba Fett isn't a true Mandalore, right? He's a bounty hunter. So he's not actually a Mandalore. He's like with Mando's type of Mandalorian guild, right? His dad's dad was a foundling. Oh, I, thought
2: no. his, I thought his dad was, no. He's
1: he's like he's like Mando. They're not born Mandalorian, they were they joined the cult.
0: So Boba Fett's dad is Jango Fett. Was Jango Fett a foundling? Oh, he was yes. A foundling.
2: Yeah, he was a foundling.
0: Okay. okay. So this episode frustrates me because the Empire drops fifty stormtroopers on the planet, <laughs> and they dispatch them with absolute ease, almost like a like the droids from the Phantom Menace. It's so obnoxious. And
1: they've got mortars and machine guns. I and. What drove me the craziest is they want to kill them, right? So they go to get in the ship, and they blow up his ship. It's like a big scene from orbit. I'm like, why didn't they just shoot them from orbit? Jane, they only have one shot. (laughs) Fire the one cannon.
0: Oh, that was well
1: used. Well struck.
0: I'm going to say a character's name, and you guys tell me if you remember who this is. Do you know the character of Finnick?
1: Is that the sniper lady?
0: Yeah, did you guys remember her from season one? No, they had to remind me. Yeah, I, I remember. And I
1: think they do remind you.
0: Okay, so, so so Dan, who's Fennec? I don't remember anything about her. She
2: was when Mando uh, went to Tatooine, part one or two, whatever. Um, she... Oh, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the old lady yeah. of the droids. And he, and he befriended a young kid who's a uh, he's like a newbie and like he's got like a bounty, he's a new bounty hunter and he's got a bounty on her but she's an awesome uh, sniper and then he double crosses him and then ends up killing him and then there's a super tense scene and yeah that's about it.
0: I hate this episode. That ties it up. Grogu gets kidnapped. Uh, two more things to mention. Really, yes. There you go. Good point. I should have mentioned that Grogu gets kidnapped. This is the hope is lost episode, and then we get introduced to everyone's favorite comedian, Bill Burr! Burr.
1: And he's he's pissed off. He's truly just not happy. This is ridiculous. He's I love how Bill Burr's an actor, and I don't shit on his acting, but Bill Burr has one note as an actor. I enjoy the note, but he just knows how to be angry Boston guy.
0: We'll talk about that next episode really quickly. This episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. That's right. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you
2: which ones were him, but I know he, he did a couple, didn't he?
0: The only one I recognized from the uh, was this one, but he might have been more because I know Dallas Bryce Howard did a couple in the previous season, so he might have done some before as well. I don't remember. I think the biggest thing is R.I.P.
2: Mando ship. R.I.P.
0: Yeah, R.I.P.
1: to whatever that ship's name was, the the, the Mando ship.
0: Okay, I think this is the only episode that Shane might remember. So this episode's called "The Believer." Shane, do you want to give us a little brief synopsis of "The Believer" and do better than Dan did <laughs> episode five? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. So it's they.
1: Oh, they go to they go to the lady Harcoon and say, "Hey, I need your help again." And she goes, well, "I've already broken so many laws. Why not another one?" And she, he's like, "I need Bill Burr." So she they go to prison where Bill Burr is being snarky with robots and free Bill Burr or, or sign him out like a toy and say, Bill Burr, we'll let you go if you help us break into another Empire stronghold. So Bill Burr gets snarky with them and agrees. They fly. Apparently they're transporting some dangerous substance that if you do bumps it blows up <laughs> so you can't you gotta get into the, the, the space station with the bumpy blow up stuff and then bill Burr gets snarky with everybody and mando changes into a stormtrooper outfit so they can go in they go in bill Burr and mando go to a bar with an officer while they're in there uh, mando needs to talk to the computer but bill Burr starts remembering all his fallen buddies during the clone wars or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and and gives an okay performance but shoots the officer because he remembers him ironically mando goes why and then they shoot their way out and they have a big chase scene where the snipers are protecting them and then they they fly away and it ends with the mando Getting rid of all element of surprise that he has by sending a message to Gus, saying "Fuck you, where's my baby?" <laughs> Get off my
0: plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was, that was pretty perfect actually. That was pretty good. Hey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, remembering that
1: was... as I was saying it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shane was speaking in like fragments, but it
2: worked. It happened, and Bill Burr.
1: <laughs> I just, Bill Burr's always just at people.
0: Okay, I'm going to say this in complete love and honesty. Bill Burr's like my favorite comedian of all time, but I think Favreau just said, hey, Bill Burr, just say funny shit for 90% and of just this. And it was just bitch about Star
1: Wars, Bill. <laughs> and then he goes on to say we're not so different, you and I.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: literally. Do you think uh, when they're in that car, in that truck, do you think they said, "Hey, just say some some uh, funny stuff."
0: Literally,
1: yeah. There's, I felt like they were improv a little bit.
0: It felt like he was just using his stand up kind of material. So. But once again, it was just it was Burr talking to himself, so I think they just gave him that leeway because I think Favreau just trusts that Burr can just speak, which, I don't know, like you said, I don't think that's the best scene. I think the best scene is when he's sitting there and he has that very intense conversation where it becomes Inglorious Space Bastards, where yes. he basically just kind of like talks to him.
1: It's the Treglazer scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The first part of this I called Mad Max Furious Road because Bill Burge is just angry and screaming, and then the last part I called Inglorious Space Bastards. Oh, Road. I
1: forgot about the space pirates that try to steal the, the blow up stuffs, the blow up stuff. Oh, the, the bumpy, <laughs> the bumpy
2: shaky thing.
1: Yeah, the yeah. boom boom, sh- boom boom stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that whole scene and they they fight and they they punch each other and.
2: I'm about these sand people.
1: But then the sand people turn out
0: to be locals. They look like Klingons. I don't know. Sorry, I, I referenced Star Trek and Star Wars.
1: I rate this episode as a Return of the Jedi out of out of Star Wars.
2: The whole purpose of the episode was for Bill Bird to get uh, the location or the coordinates so that we so that they could find Gus Fring, and that's why they had to do the face thing, and then Pedro Pascal had to show his face finally in season two. Yeah.
1: And we had to get that stupid hologram with the most anticlimactic. I have a certain set of skills.
0: I was thinking that when they they bring Cara Doom back, you you fucked up her name, but they they called her an <laughs> Imperial. No, 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 not him. It was um. They called Bill Burr an Imperial sharpshooter, and I think like that's like an oxymoron, right? Because <laughs> fucking stormtroopers can't hit anything unless they have to for the plot. It's like so annoying and like ridiculous.
1: All right, so uh, what's what's the next episode?
0: Sorry, last thing, Bill Burr says the phrase "TPS reports," and that's amazing that they get, that, that they use the Office Space reference in Star Wars.
1: He's literally just making stuff up. Whatever comes to his mind, he's just saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I overall like the episode. I yeah, I don't really have much to say about it.
0: Yeah, I, I like the action like the action set scene where they're trying to get there. It's ridiculous, but I think it's fun. And then I like. Bill Burr's monologue there, and it's a lot like Scapy and shootsies and stuff. And then I wrote down Bill Burr died from space malaria on Morak. No. no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also get to see how fat Boba Fett's gotten. That actor did not get ready for the role.
0: Okay, really. Okay, we're gonna go back to this. Okay, we're gonna mention this. <laughs> um, he is way too old because Boba Fett is a bounty hunter and would be younger. And it's been only fucking like three years since the Empire fell.
1: He's just happy to get a paycheck again.
0: It's because they wanted to use the same Django Fett actor from the the uh, Attack of the Clones. I'll drink just
2: to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we didn't uh. talk, we didn't even talk about what's up with Philip. Uh, Is she like full robot now? With
1: if- oh, Robo legs. Yeah. Did did both? She had robot legs. She, she's a yeah. robot
2: now. She's programmed. She's like
1: half robot. Yeah. 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 Cyborg, I guess.
0: I think I was like texting when that happened. I missed that part.
1: Yeah, the bottom half of her.
0: I'm sorry, I don't take the Mandalorian seriously.
1: The next episode, who's going to finish this this shenanigans off?
0: I enjoyed Dan. So this is episode eight, and it's called the Rescue. So Dan, do your best to try to explain this. I call this Star Wars cream pie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, so yeah, I wanna, so we start with they go to some another bar somewhere. Pub fight. Oh, yeah. Lame-ass fight that no one cares about two wrestlers. One, Sasha Banks, who's, like, the world's worst actress in the face of the planet. <laughs> um, she's almost as bad as an actress than a, as a wrestler. But anyways, going forward, um, they fight. Mendoza says, I need your help to take down uh, Gus Fring, the meth king. And then they take two ships. Uh, that, that one is a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going, keep going, keep going, you got this, you're doing good, you're doing great, keep going. It's over, too, I'm just trying to think. Uh, they do, uh, uh, they try to get on to, was it now, they now have the coordinates to the Meth King, and... They, they, one as the decoy, and, and Borber, Borberfett is gonna, like... <laughs> Is gonna like uh, distract him as the the lame showing face Mandalorian woman is gonna storm in uh, uh, undetected. He goes in there undetected and they go onto the ship to try to get Baby Yoda or Gor- or Gorgon, whatever his name is, and <laughs> and then uh, they get on the ship and they try to get undetected. Mando's job is to lock down the clones that are on it. And then they get detected. It goes apeshit crazy. And then uh, they think that Baby Yoda is going to be by himself because they'll distract everybody else. But it turns out the Meth Kings of Baby Yoda. And then he's got the sword of a, th- uh, a thousand whispers. And then it's <laughs> and Mendo um, uh, like tries to fight Gus Fring. and it, it doesn't end well. But then. Turns out, uh... They get him. Uh, they defeat him, kinda. They take him to the cockpit. But then... (laughs) But then, uh, oh. I I remember this part. And then, all of a (laughs) sudden... They unleash, like, those, like... Black big bots that are trained to kill and fuck, and that's it. Big black Uh, bots. uh, And then, uh... Mando has a tough time, uh getting those to, like, stay locked, they unleash, and then they end up... Then he runs, I think, this part's a little bit blurry. Um, I'll I'll tell you why, I'll I'll tell you why it's blurry uh, in the end, but, uh, they end up, are in the cockpit. Because the big black bots? (laughs) And then the big black bots are about to, uh, are unleashed, and they're about to storm the cockpit. And then, all of a sudden, we see a fi- Is it a T-fighter? Or what's it called? <laughs> yep, it's called a T-fighter. A <laughs> T-fighter a, a a a is, is uh, shown going into, the, into like, the base, and you're like, one T-fighter? I ain't gonna do nothing. And everybody thinks it's John Favreau, but it's not John Favreau. He's about to come in, you see somebody with a green lightsaber, and everyone's like, oh, it's not John Favreau, it's, 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 who he is. no way, it can't be, it can't be, a abor- it can't be, uh, Luke Skywalker, right? And then Luke Skywalker kills them all, and then they open the gates, so Luke Skywalker, and then he takes, uh, Gorgathon with him to, um... <laughs> <laughs> what he wants to do in the series ends. Oh, and then Pedro Pascal and the child have their oh, last moment. Yeah, Pedro Pascal and the, and the and the child have their last moment together, and they both cry, oh. and then sets so up for more series, and that's about it. Oh.
0: <laughs> I give you a round of applause. That was that was like you're giving a synopsis after a horse kicked you in the fucking face.
2: <laughs> no, okay, so. In context, why like I a part of it's blurred for me is a, a coworker uh, said you like the ending. Someone comes back in the end. I'm like, oh, I wonder who that could be. And then in the middle of the episode, I'm like, who's who's the girl that Shane hates? The the wrestler that Shane hates. What's her name? X R. Oh, Cara Dune. Cara Dune. I'm like, isn't she a wrestler or something? So I go look her up and I type it in. And the first thing that pops up spoils the ending for me. And, I know, and then I just was pissed off for the rest of the episodes. So I didn't really pay Is she a
1: wrestler? Uh, I
2: didn't even find out. I not know. No.
1: no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a resolution for what you did.
2: Yo, well, I was pissed. Because the first thing that popped up, I guess spoilers, because I already ruined it, is who played young, young Luke Skywalker in the ending of Mandalorian. And I almost threw my phone. I'm like, this show. It was Luke
1: Skywalker. That's who played him. Listen, listen here, I'd like to kick your ass after all the bullshit you just spouted. It's an X-Wing, number one. The wings make X. Dumbfuck.
2: <laughs> I
1: know. And if you didn't get aroused when you saw that green lightsaber pop out, I was literally praying to God that it was just a random Jedi we've never heard of, but no.
2: I was I was kind of hoping it was Rosario Dawson.
1: That would have been better. Not Luke Skywalker, leave him as this mythological person out in the space, or have old Mark Hamill lazily make his way through the hallway, just pushing the robots aside.
2: Yep. <laughs> make, him make him yeah. angry and pissed off like I had to come out and do this, come on, it,
1: uh, it's kind of scary how good he actually looked when he wasn't talking.
2: I thought he looked horrible, honestly,
1: I thought it looked pretty good, like it scared me for the future where we're not going to have new actors we're just going to have sean connery's ghost act as james bond forever r.i.p and Ernst spring um this episode was kind of fun a lot of stupid things though like the, the sort of a thousand truths being like this big thing that he won and he's like oh but you didn't know if it's won then he can't give it up he has to have it and he's like i don't want it and I'm like, is there's no clause that he just can't, like, throw it away? I was like, just do a duel then. And then he's like, ah, you got me. Here. Like, I get that there's tradition and shit, but I don't think anyone would fucking know. Or give a shit. But, whatever. That was his plan. And, and then they released the Dark Troopers, which are invincible, apparently. What? <laughs> Where were these things before? Is this just another Death Star? There's another Death Star, isn't there?
0: All I'm going to say about this episode is Skank and the Scud Pie.
1: (laughs) We really limped to the finish here. I mean, we get to the end and the the whole series builds up to Luke
2: Skywalker. Let's talk about this. So, Ronnie and... Shane, you both are big Star Wars fans. You take it—not I don't want to say serious, but you're very passionate about it, correct? Mm,
0: mm -hmm. I want to say a scan of skip by. What you want to say? What I'm going to say? He's drunk. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Make your point, Dan.
2: I took this more as just like a TV show, like (coughs) without like. I'm not as big into Star Wars too, so I just saw it as it as it is. So I think I enjoyed it more than you two did in that aspect.
1: Yeah, I nerd out a little bit over Star Wars. Not Star Wars side characters, but Star Wars. I was excited before I saw the newest three. And then my my love of Star Wars has been completely just shit on and bastardized. So I'm a little hostile. And now that I know they're just going to keep trotting out Luke... Leia's going to make another fucking appearance. Fucking Force Ghost Solo's going to keep showing up. Like, they can't get away from it. They can't just start a new story. They just keep digging up the old bullshit. And now we get to watch a fucking Boba Fett Sopranos.
0: God. Okay, Shane. Well, enjoy drinking for two minutes because you keep complaining about Star Wars. And that was the right. goddamn rule to not do it. Okay, end um, to answer your question really quickly... Is why I have a problem with this episode, and it's not because it's Star Wars. I don't really care. They ruined Luke Skywalker. They ruined Luke Skywalker like three years ago. Here's my issue The entire story is about Mando, and it's about Grogu, which I like. I like the ending when um, they had that moment. It's very touching, and I felt an emotion. It's very nice. My problem is when you introduce these black dick Terminators that are impossible to beat, you write yourself into a corner. So instead of Mando figuring out a clever way of getting out of this like he did in season one when they were overwhelmed in the cantina, being shot down. They instead pull an ex-Machina and bring old-ass Luke Skywalker out to save them. And just on a basic story level, you undercut anything that Mando and Grogu have done the entire series. And it's frustrating because they wrote themselves in this corner And they chose the laziest way out, is to bring Luke Skywalker back. And it doesn't bother me, it's Luke, I don't care. I just hate that it ruins Mando's character and Grogu's character. That's my biggest complaint about this season, is just like, I like Mando, I like Grogu, but when you have this crazy, impossible thing to get out of, they just write a BS way to get out of it, and it's really disappointing.
1: I know, maybe like Grogu could have saved him, like Grogu... Like focuses and just starts crushing them, and you go, "Oh my god, Grogu's fucking strong!" And then like he faints or something.
2: And you you set that up in was episode five when they're on the swear yeah. planet with Maleficent. Like, you set that up that like he's he's shy and timid to use his powers,
1: right? And then he like finally unleashes it a little bit, and it's terrifying.
0: And Grogu's afraid, but then Mando looks at him and says, "It's it's okay. Please help us," and he does it.
1: Or like or Grogu does it. And he's crushing all the black bots, and but he's also crushing the ship. At like you know what I mean? Like he's not controlling it; he's just kind of letting go. And they're like, Grogu, you gotta stop! And Mando has to be like, Grogu, I love you. And, and Grogu's like, oh, and he snaps out of it.
2: All they needed was just Mando to look at Gorgon right there for a second, and then set that up. That's all they needed to do, and he would save the day. That's all they needed. It would be that simple instead of. You, the, the issue with Star Wars fans, I feel like, though, too, is they they need a they need a hint of like the original three in some in every in every single thing they watch, though, too. You can't piss off the Star Wars fans.
0: Okay, so here you go. There's a way to fix it. You have Mando and Grogu figured a way to get out of this. Mando takes Grogu to Luke Skywalker's temple on that Scottish-looking island whatever you get your fan service and you get your solid ending to a character story Mm -hmm. but instead of this bullshit thing that luke comes in and then like does fanboy shit it's not like
1: yeah and it does undercut mando's story it cuts it at the knees
0: it does but like do you you remember in the in return of the jedi when luke's going through Jabba's palace and he's like He's a badass, but he does things so sparingly and just does them not because they're cool, but because he can. But in this episode, he he's like doing these bullshit like Rogue One Vader like things. The days of subtlety are gone. Yeah, and the last draw, he like snaps his neck because it's cool, and that's just so frustrating. It's like if you want to have your Luke Skywalker ending, that's fine, but. Have him be a wise sage, because that's what Grogu needs. He needs a he needs a, a teacher, not a, a badass. They
1: should have had Ahsoka do that, not him. Yeah, he's above that. He's become like Yoda.
0: You would think that because, you know, he had to sacrifice himself against the Emperor, and his father dies in front of him. It teach him some kind of humility and realizing that violence is not like the way, and I get it, the droids are not people, but still, though... You don't have to go in there and be some crazy badass. You you learn humility and you learn like restraint. Taught him kick ass. That's my biggest issue with this story is that last episode. And and I, I I think a lot of things are great about it. I like Pedro Pascal for sure. I think we should end before we get to our reference extravagance on some positive notes. What do what do you guys overall like about this this uh, season? I
1: like that it, you know the Mandalorian story is kind of. A little bit different than regular Star Wars. It's kind of like a break from it all. Until the end. Until it isn't. Yeah. Uh, it was. I, I feel like it's a self-contained story. Which is ballsy. And I like that. If it is. There's no Mandalorian Season 3. Um, that will make me happy. I like that. You know. Don't run it until you hate it. Just leave it. While everyone loves it. And uh, John Favreau... You know, bringing another Disney shit pile up from the from the flames into a something we'll have for the next twenty seven years.
0: are you Dan, what's some things you like about the uh, the
2: show? Best thing about I think is the character arc of Mando. The entire like, more it's more season one. You see it. You see him fall in love with this little child, and then at the end, you give the, you get that little last look of like um, goodbye. I love that. I did, um, I will put, I I agree with Shane on the same aspects. Um, I think they could have done one more season, and then I do like your ending, which that's how I envisioned it it was going to end there on as well. Just like a little last shot of Mando walking up, and you see Luke from afar, and it just cuts to black. That's all you really needed.
1: Grogu holds up his lightsaber. Beggingly,
2: no. Frag- no. <laughs> Grogu walks up. All of a sudden, you see a little baby lightsaber that Luke gives it to him. Yeah,
1: and he throws it over the cliff. <laughs> he throws Grogu off the cliff. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to feed the sea walruses he's been milking,
2: or like uh, Luke just says, so "Who's your mom?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Yoda did get with that chick
0: <laughs> with the frog woman?
1: Yeah.
2: Luke says, I thought
1: Yoda was gay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think
0: it would have been better if it was a baby Gungan, but I hate you. Um, really quickly things I liked. I love the use of sets and production design. Mm-hmm. They're simple and they're actually real sets, so I like that it felt real. And you can tell their money went to the action. That was that was really nice there. I like Pedro Pascal a lot. I think he I think Mando talks too much in this season. But I I like him better when he's a little more subtle. and I I don't like when he takes his mask off, but when he does at the end, I think it's worth it. He does a great job acting. And I do like Rosario Dawson. I don't know who the fuck a Sasha Baron-Cohen Risuka name is, but, okay. but honestly, I, I, I think Rosario Dawson has a good balance of confidence and wisdom in her character, so those
2: are some things I like. Uh, it, it, overall, I think the positives for sure outweigh the negatives. Definitely. Even <laughs> with the ending that I feel like 95% of Mandalorian fans liked or loved, and then 5% didn't, I think, which, of course, you're in that.
0: Yeah, but I think my, I think, I don't speak for myself, I can only speak for myself, but I think my our, as a group, our biggest issues, isn't just because it's Luke, I think it's because it really kind of ruins... The whole story, in my opinion, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I just think it doesn't bother me that it's Star Wars references, because in a second, we're going to go through the references and list them off one by one, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah.
2: The ending takes, takes the floor away from Mando, my secret part.
0: Yeah, it
1: pulls yeah. the carpet out from under him.
2: Anything else before we get into the, the ending here? Um, we, have, we have to cancel Baby Yoda. He almost, you will genocide into a race.
1: That's true. Man. Absolutely. He was hungry.
2: Okay, so um, when I was watching
0: Mandalorian Season 2, I was bored, so I decided to make a really long list of all the Star Wars references that are referenced to things outside the lore here while they are doing Mandalorian. So right now we're going to end this and mention every single fucking Star Wars reference that we can in a row, one by one, taking turns. So you can turn this shit off when you're tired of hearing us <laughs> complain oh, about yeah. Star Wars here. So before we go, thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being here, Dan. And let's end with Star Wars references. We'll go line by line. Is the Jeopardy music copyrighted? Because I feel like that would play well over the background. Just do,
1: do, do, do,
0: do, (laughs) do, I have no idea, but uh, I'll start. We'll go to Shane, then we'll go to Dan.
2: Uh, Oh, and uh, you, you fucking nerds, if we forgot any, please leave it in the comments. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and then literally go fuck yourself. And say
1: the worst things you want. I don't care, because we're all going to die and get canceled.
0: And then if you pay us money, Shane will say all of those things. That's true.
1: I'll I'll do something awful for money. So, Banthas, Tatooine,
2: the Sand People,
0: Whomp Rats. speed in front of two Suns, flat angle shots, Mon calamari, the green Java monsters from Episode One. Wookies. Once again, stormtroopers can't shoot. British accent Empire Crewmakers. Ah.
1: Mmm, Leia's outfit. Mmm.
0: Sarlacc. Jawas. Bulma
2: Asuka Tano. Buttface
1: Alien. The Corellian Run.
2: Protocol Droid. The R5 Droid.
1: Kessel.
0: Carbonite.
1: Axe Wings. No guardrails on anything.
0: Empire Control panel. Meta-fucking-chlorine.
1: There they are, blast them.
0: Empire speeder bike. 360 degrees rotating turrets.
1: TIE fighters.
0: Can you get this thing to go any faster? skint Oh, Coruscant. Shit. Alderon blew up. Light sobers. Radar detecting scouts in the high place with a weird, like, radar gun that police use. Mandalorian spear?
2: Looking through the binoculars. <laughs> Fucking Clone Wars. Jedi temples. Baby Yoda's dead. Yoda, <laughs> <laughs> an
0: explanation of the Force is if we don't know what the fuck that is. Moving rocks, guys. I sense much fear. Oh God! They mentioned Anakin Skywalker. Laser blaster, shotgun. It's off, swords out. One on one battle.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two lightsabers really close to someone's face.
1: Star destroyers.
0: Utiti. <laughs> 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 Run rebel logo, teardrop face on someone's tattoo? What?
2: Ancient ruins. Slave 1, aka Borba Fett ship.
0: Jedi robes to hide someone's identity. Jango Fett.
2: Spice streams, spice mines of Kessel. Force choking.
0: Clone face recognitions,
1: meaning the Clone Wars are real.
2: <laughs> Thermal detonators. <laughs>
1: New Hope Celebration. Oh, the. Woo!
0: Yeah, I remember that. <sighs> Back to tanks. Droids. Luke Skywalker. R2 D2? He's like a stray fucking dog. Why is he here? Bib Fortuna. Who?
2: Death Fall Downstairs in Palace.
0: And finally, the Blue Slave Girl. Fuck you, Star Wars. <laughs>
1: Jesus! What? Oh God! We a cat trying to kill herself. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this, is
2: not right, this is gonna be edited We're out. No, it's not. The if you oh, great!
1: Throw yourself off the goddamn ledge! That wow, she freaked the fuck out. Jesus! I'm sorry. My cat tried to kill herself. I'm I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what triggered it. My nerd nerd dog made her throw herself off the ledge.
0: No, no. Shane's cat was a like um, a very like rampant Trump supporter.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. She's> like, <laughs> it was fixed. Storm the <laughs> gates! Storm the gates!
1: Pizza gate!
0: <laughs> <laughs> the election was fixed, and so was
2: I. Mm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well played. Thank you. Can you guys hear can you hear my my hallway right now? Because people are moving in, can you hear that? You're You're fine. fine. Okay, that's that's why it's throwing me off right now, sorry, it's like loud. Um Do you want to retake it from the top or just no, keep it no as bitch is,
0: It's Jedi.
2: Talk to each other and they're and they're also falling, so it's annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's <good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing.
1: Yes, oh, every time you make me squeal. <laughs> I always squeal, damn it! Okay,
2: sorry. (laughs)